Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily or take over-the-counter cold medication while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 16, Episode 2, Four Wives, Three Fires. And let me tell you, yeah, something's happening this week. I don't know. We, we're in a bad way, I think. Maybe <laughs> if it was coming off the holidays... I wasn't ready. My eyes are burning and itching. I don't know what's going on over here <laughs> tonight. We were getting ready to record and I'm just like, I'm a mess. <laughs> I've got a cold in case that isn't obvious to everybody listening. That's what we get for traveling. <laughs> Luckily, not COVID. Maybe not lucky. I, maybe I could interact with Cody Brown if I did have it. And then I'd say count your lucky stars <laughs> that it wasn't COVID then. <laughs> All right. This was... An amazing episode. I think it answered a lot of the questions that everybody has had about what's going on with this family, whose rules or whose rules, a lot of subtext in the conversations. There's a lot of subtext just in the title. <laughs> it took me a while to realize that we were talking about the three fire pits that we dug. I was like, oh, wow, not used to this level of sophistication in the uh, in the titling that's happening. <laughs> yeah. When you pointed that out, it was like, wow, uh, yeah. Look at that. Because I was like, what were the three fires that Cody had to put out? Which wives were on fire? <laughs> that was the first place we went to. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, it's very literal. Fire pits. You want to hit us with that TLC description? All right, let's see if their description game is right on par with the episode name game. Janelle's kids have strong opinions about Cody's COVID rules, and Cody makes a surprise visit to Mary's. Then, Cody organizes an outdoor get-together for the whole family, their first time seeing each other 
in months. Isn't every visit to Mary's a surprise visit? <laughs> it's always it's the first time Mary's seen anyone in months. <laughs> oh. But we know that it can't live up to the Carly rewrite. We got to listen to that next. Let's hear it. Janelle kicks her renter out so Gabe can move in. Mary thinks there's more to her relationship with Cody. <laughs> Robin forgets to pack Ari's leash. Oh, man. If there was ever a time to have a kid on a leash, this was the episode for it. Missed it. We know she has it. Where was it? You could have tethered her right to Saul. Could have attached him directly to your hip. Right on your belt loop. Yeah, or maybe she could have tethered truly to one tree and Saul and Ari to another so they couldn't get any closer. The physical barrier. Right, yeah. You can't go wrong. Is it foolproof or foolproof? It'd be foolproof for them. (laughs) Foolproof for everyone else. All right. Before we jump into the episode, quick reminder that it is the start of the month, which means it is the best time to join Patreon so that you get a full month of benefits. Check us out over at patreon.com slash surviving pod. We've got tons of episodes, access to our archive. Seasons one through four are all listed on there. Legal Wives, you can send us a voicemail with questions or comments about the show using our super secret phone number. There's a new passcode every month. You never know what it's going to be. You get access to the Discord where you get to talk with all of your other fellow virtual cul-de-sac members. And us. And us. Yeah, we're in there too. I forgot. (laughs) You hear us talk all the time. You guys get to talk with each other in there too. It's great. All right. Should we uh, get things going then? Get this pony in the water. Yeah, so we're kicking things off here, and Cody's getting swole to his favorite tune, which we learned at the end, the conclusion of season six, Cody's favorite song, not just processional, <laughs> ceremonial song, favorite song of all time, period, is Pachelbel's Canon and D. What amazing timing that was that we just came off the season six rewatch, and here it showed up again, because if we had not just seen him declare his love for this song i would have thought my tv was broken when the episode started yeah i was like what is wrong with this scenario here (laughs) it's like cody's in here he's he's just looking to rock out with his bach out you know what i'm saying (laughs) but in this case it's johan pachabell it's not johan sebastian bach well he's at janelle's house using her garage gym which i assume is the only reason why he comes over there and this shit is a little too light for janelle we find out Yeah, Janelle's just as confused as the rest of us. She's like, you're listening to what? (laughs) Classical music? What are you, psychopath? If Janelle wants to work out, she listens to a little German industrial music or Eminem. Specifically old Eminem. So then that posed the question, right? We were like, all right, well, then what's Janelle's go-to Eminem track (laughs) that you would think of? We have to know, right? So we did have a poll on Twitter. And I'm looking to see now where we netted out. We had four options and we garnered about the results that you would expect. So it looks like our winner was Lose Yourself at 46.2%. But our personal favorite came in second. Close second. 31% of the vote. Ass like that. Because <laughs> come on, that's a good workout song. <laughs> da doing, doing, doing. <laughs> it's great. Well, Robin knows what Janelle's been up to. She's getting a little judgy telling us about how Janelle has a tendency to wear black clothes, snake skin leggings, 
and go to rock concerts. And Janelle confirms all of this. She's like, yeah, I went to a concert or two when we were living in Vegas. Not going to lie. She mentioned that it's a black tank top. She did not say what color tee she wore underneath. I'm just saying. <laughs> tee's optional for the concerts, I suppose. It's getting a little wild and crazy. Not so <laughs> modest, but that's okay. Sometimes modest isn't the hottest, I guess. I, maybe. Sometimes. So while Cody is concentrating on something else, Janelle seizes the moment to ask him about planning a family get-together because Hunter is getting ready to go back to school and he still has not seen the entire family in the past five months. So Janelle's pitching this idea. Let's get together. Family get-together. Let's all see Hunter. Cody decides that sounds like a good idea in theory, but let me go ahead and convince the rest of the family first that this is something that we should probably be doing. <laughs> Meaning Robin. Pretty much. <laughs> Got to run this by Robin. He got very uncomfortable and shifty. He didn't want to commit to anything. He's like, look, it's been five months since we've all seen each other and we've all been together. Maybe let's not rush into this. We got to work this out. Slow, slow and steady. Slow and steady, but let's get down to details because then he starts talking to Janelle about it anyway. Like they start planning this gathering. He's going to build one fire for each mom, which equals... Three fires, because Mary doesn't count anyway. Well, Mary could just mesh in wherever. (laughs) She could just sort of mill about. The plan is they're going to meet up on Coyote Pass, of course, because that's clearly the only place we can film this season. We're going to be outside. Masks not required is going on the invite because Cody thinks the kids are going to give him a hard time if he asks them to put a mask on. He's already catching enough flack about these COVID rules. He doesn't want to have to force everyone to wear a mask to be involved in the family get-together on top of that. Why do they have an entire list of rules, but the mask goes too far? I'm not going to see you for five months. (laughs) And maybe if we wore masks more often, I'd be able to come around a little bit more. I also thought it was interesting that this got brought up because later on we find out masks maybe would have solved some of the problems. At least with the younger kids. Right. For sure. Good. That's what I'm alluding to. Yeah, absolutely. I like how we still don't understand the concept of quarantining, (laughs) too, as well, because Cody is always quick to explain that he's the only one who's bouncing from house to house. But again, he's not quarantining for two weeks between houses, so he's still most likely to spread everything that he has to everyone else in the family. Yes, that still hasn't become a concept that they understand yet. And it's about August now. I think Janelle mentions it at some point in the episode, but we were also clocking about August based on when Isabel ends up getting her surgery. And based on when the apples were ripe for picking. Exactly. We do consult the farmer's almanac. You got to check the zones. (laughs) The growing zones. It's a real thing. (laughs) Secrets out. Janelle tells the producer that she does follow the state and local regulations as well as the CDC guidelines. But Cody and Robin just go beyond that. Yeah, they got some extra guidelines above and beyond the CDC recommendations here that Janelle's not ready to play ball with. So they're teeing us up for another COVID fight. That's good. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. So just remind me to send a text out to the family after my workout. (laughs) Cool. The weirdest thing about this is it appears to be something that like comes to fruition in one day. Cody's working out at Janelle's. He texts everyone. He goes to Robin to talk about it. He digs the fire pits and we're there. Oh, they already had this planned. They just had to build it into a story. 
Oh, all right. I had to mesh That's it in. How TV there. works, huh? Yeah. That's show business, baby. Making it happen. <laughs> so today, Cody is heading over to Mary's, and we're seeing her with a glow in her eye and a pep in her step. <laughs> She's very giddy. She's shining up that Fidelis necklace with some fresh polish. Oh, beautiful, yes. <laughs> Just at the simple fact that Cody is coming over, that's enough to make her happy. <laughs> she can live on those breadcrumbs for longer than you think. <laughs> On the couch, she tells us that lots of people have asked her why she stays, even though Cody sucks, which we know. Because if you've ever visited Mary's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any social media page, you'll see that everybody feels the need to leave her a comment about how she should leave Cody. You could probably do better, (laughs) if we're being honest. And in case you needed a reminder, we're going to flash back to the 30th anniversary dinner that we had out on the murder tarp date. Where they feasted on stale Rice Krispie treats. So why is Mary staying? This is her family. Her family. And she has a confirmation from God that this is where she is meant to be. So it's basically a Blues Brothers situation here. (laughs) She's on a mission from God. And that's all we need to know. Yeah. On the couch, Cody tells the producer that Mary's been taking extreme precautions to avoid COVID. So he's comfortable nixing the six foot rule around her today. She's going to go ahead and rein that in to a nice, comfortable four-foot distance. <laughs> Still keeping her at arm's length, just in case. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't get too much closer, unfortunately. She does get a hug at the end. I was surprised by that. That was nice. <laughs> Again, we're taking those emotional breadcrumbs wherever we can get them. Why is he here at Mary's today? It's to ask her about moving to Utah in case you thought that we were done with that. We are not. Let's remember he forgot to swing by Mary's house last week. I know. So now he has to round it out. They always feel the need to close the circle on these stories like this. We have to see everyone have the conversation with him. Well, in this one, they're really beating the dead horse because nobody wants to move back to Utah except Christine and Cody secretly. (laughs) Right. He's already got two no's, one from Janelle, one from Robin. So that's why he bothered coming here. Mary is his last chance to move to St. George. Mary's the tiebreaker. (laughs) He is actually confiding in Mary in this conversation about how he always thought he'd retire to St. George. Cody still thinks that he'll be able to retire (laughs) at the end of all this? That's how deluded we are. (laughs) When did he picture that? Yeah, it was off the success of my sister wife's closet he was just gonna kick his feet back down in saint george (laughs) in case you weren't confused enough then he tells mary that he's on board with moving to utah he was into it when christine pitched it so mary has to call him out on that she's like wait you were on board with it when christine brought it up on the land with us and then the editors roast him by cutting to the conversation at Coyote Pass where he's saying the exact opposite in front of the entire group. Or just nothing at all. Not jumping to Christine's defense. Mary's taken aback by this because she was not picking up at all the other day that Cody was into the whole idea. And I think this is why Cody doesn't like talking to Mary. She reads him and she calls him on his BS. She's known him for long enough. She knows when he's lying. Yep, those 30 years, unfortunately, someone gets to know you pretty well. (laughs) She sees right through them. Learning all the tricks. And she starts calling it right here, right now. And it's like, "Uh uh-oh, you're getting too close, Mary. Oh, so you were being a jack wagon. That's what was going on. Cody gets to define this term for us, (laughs) which you could kind of figure. 
the substitute for jackass. He was being a jerk. Do you think he was being a jerk or do you think that this was revenge for Christine shooting down the Biggie Housey idea in front of the entire group? All right. Robin was harping on that for a little while here in this episode, too, about how painful it can be to be the one to bring up an idea and have it shot down in front of everybody. You think Cody's feelings were that hurt? You think his masculinity was that fragile? Oh, I 100% think his masculinity is that fragile. He's been wounded. He's a (laughs) wounded man. So he did the same thing to her. I could see it. I wouldn't put it past him. Even though really deep down inside, he wants to move to Utah. He sucked that right down, pretend it wasn't there, and let her feel like an asshole. He's like, oh, I'll still move to Utah when I retire. (laughs) But I'm going to burn her with this right now while I got it. Then Cody mentions they're already invested in Flagstaff, which again, I am confused. Can someone explain what that means? I think it means that literally all of their money is tied up in property. <laughs> it's the land of Flagstaff. That's where their money is. It's, it's invested <laughs> in Flagstaff. Well, bad news for Cody. Mary has no desire to move back to Utah. Oopsie. Even though she has the mayor B&B, She's got no reason to stay there full time. Yeah, she could go there anytime she wants. If Mary wanted to move back to Utah, she could have been gone already. She didn't even think of that as an option. (laughs) She's in it for the long haul. Did you hear the big sigh that Cody gave at the end of that? It was like his dream was dying. Yeah, because Cody's torturing himself. Why? (laughs) Why do I keep going around to all of my wives to ask them if they want to move to Utah when I know that they don't? Just to humor Christine. In the silly request that she has. Mary continues to make it very obvious to us that she has no relationships with anyone in this family. (laughs) So she says she has no idea what's going on between Christine and Cody. But when she was in her dark time, I guess they decided we're not going to use the word catfish anymore. (laughs) It's a hot button issue. (laughs) She really appreciated that she had Robin there to support her and to lean on. So she's hoping that Christine knows that she's there for her too. And Mary feels bad for admitting this or even mentioning this. But maybe, just maybe, Christine feels a little trapped. And I'm not talking trapped like Janelle's workout playlist. (laughs) I'm not rocking out to Headstrong on this one. I'm talking about maybe she feels a little bit like everybody else's decisions are impacting her. It's controlling her life in a negative way because now she doesn't, She doesn't get what she needs out of this situation anymore. Right. That's what she's been doing for 20 plus years. 20, 25, 30, (laughs) however long. Whatever. That makes Cody ask another question. So he's trying to gauge how bad off Christine is. If I tell her that we have to stay here, like, is she going to implode? Is she worse off than she was the first two years in Vegas? Because Christine had a very hard time adjusting to the cul-de-sac. This is where Mary's like, well, it's different. It's not something you can compare and contrast between because back then we were all together and then we were apart. But now we're all used to being apart and we don't want to come together. That's the scary thing now. Cody just wants to know, do his wives like each other or not? Do they want to be around each other? Because he doesn't believe that they actually do. And if they don't, then he knows of other men who live polygamy who had wives living in different states at one time. He's got hoes in different area codes. (laughs) This isn't foreign to him. So you have to get all of the wives' opinions on this. Christine doesn't see that that's a full-functioning marriage. But what's she got right now? 
<laughs> is it better? Is it worse? Might be an upgrade. Robin admits that she would follow Cody to the ends of the earth, no matter where he decided to move. Or I guess however many times he decided to move. <laughs> yeah. Into eternity and infinity. But even Mary thinks this is a dumb idea. And that's saying a lot. Because, I mean, she's not one to throw around labels about, you know, her and Cody's relationship being ideal or existing or whatever. Right. But given she has virtually no relationship with Cody and a convenient safe house in Parowan, she can escape anytime she wants to. And she doesn't see why that makes any sense. Then Cody wraps this one up with a pretty bow for us here. It's a pretty amiable relationship that we have going on here between me and Mary. I just have no interest in a romantic relationship with her. It's not there. Things have really improved ever since he said that he wants nothing to do with her romantically. There you go. Gabe's college is back in session earlier this year, so his girlfriend is back in town, and he's already going to campus for classes, which means Janelle has to figure out what she's going to do with him, or Cody ain't coming to her house anymore. Yeah, Gabe's got a new girlfriend. That just means increased exposure. She's back in town. She's been traveling. So Janelle asks him to move into the attached apartment in her rental. And I'm sorry, what? She has a (laughs) rental in the rental? What? Wait a minute. There is a quarantine room in Janelle's home. First off, I have so many questions. Why didn't we know this existed? Second, wouldn't this be like a dream scenario for an 18-year-old to live in your parents' house rent-free in your own apartment area? Wouldn't this work great for Cody when he's coming back from somebody else's house after he's been there for a month? Yep, that's where I was going to go next. (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) You know how he needed to find a place to stay for two weeks to technically make this a correct quarantine? But he still hasn't been doing that. And we've just (laughs) been going straight from house to house because why not? And also, did she have a renter in here when COVID started? It looked very populated (laughs) in this area of the house. So I don't know if there was somebody staying in there. A nice open view of the driveway there. Great view. Cody's so paranoid. He could see everybody who's walking up, coming to and from the house. Yeah, he could just bark at the glass like a (laughs) scared and frightened dog. We all know Cody's being very careful about COVID. And Janelle doesn't want him to stop coming over. So Gabe is going to now have to stay in this apartment. And he won't be able to see Cody when he comes to the house. Yeah, because Gabe puts this together pretty quick he's like oh so if dad comes by in the next two weeks i won't be able to see him because i have to be in the quarantine i have to be in the hole (laughs) yes that's what i'm saying Ah. so (laughs) cody needs to be able to feel comfortable at any wife's house so we have to prep the house for the instance that he may or may not pop over for a visit again yes it's pretty bullshit because now janelle is losing time with her son Gabe is going to live in quarantine. He's not going to come over for meals, swing by for coffee in the morning. She's going to see him pull up in the driveway and that's about it. That's going to be the extent of their relationship for two weeks. <laughs> Just knock on the other side of the wall when you're home so I know that you got in safe. Just tap a tap a tap a. <laughs> Let me know. Gonna learn Morse code. It'll be like, let the right one in. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> Gabe's pretty pissed. We all know he was heated last season. He's not happy about all these rules that are in place be real he didn't really like cody before this all started now he really doesn't like him (laughs) now he's got reasons (laughs) now he's got ammo so he's trying to understand so the only way i'll get to see dad is if i get covid and recover from it that way i have immunity and he can come around me 
while not scientifically accurate, his <laughs> argument is on the right track. Because obviously, at this point in time, there wasn't as much information as we have right now. Whatever. That's beside the point. Let's remember this is August 2020. There is no vaccine. There is no immunity. There's no rapid tests. People are getting it. People are getting sick. People are getting better. People are dying. That's what's happening. Janelle doesn't even know how to react to that statement. She's laughing. I think she doesn't know whether she should uh, scold him in front of the cameras, whether she should laugh. She describes it as Gabe's blown off steam. (laughs) This is basically what's happening. He's frustrated with the whole scenario, and you can't fault him for that. It was a frustrating time. But Janelle does have to gently remind him, okay, yeah, but if you get it, I could die from it. So just a heads up from that. She did like very quietly say that. Yes. Just (laughs) a quick reminder. It could kill me. So just keep that in mind. To which his response is cough in my mouth. He's joking, everyone. He's kidding. He's kidding. (laughs) It's a joke. Is it a joke in bad taste? Yes. I bet it would taste bad. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't taste good is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I feel like Janelle is laughing at him because she feels like she's having an argument with Cody. That might be why. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. This is like Cody clone. But just on the other side of it, because, yeah, now he's he's against the separate quarantining. Clearly, I think we've made that abundantly clear. And then he tells us he still thinks they should be safe, which good. Good. We said that. Thank God. But I think his definition of safe is probably a little vague. I think that's debatable. But if he gets covid and that does not change the game then this was never about COVID in the first place. Well, again, it's not scientifically sound, but your argument is on the right track, sir. Yes, you are speaking the truth in that regard with the emotional status of you and your father. So what do you think he thinks it's about then? It's about control. It's about familial control. (laughs) That's exactly what I think this is about. It's about Cody not realizing that his kids are adults now, too, because he's been away from them for so long know if it's that i i kind of feel like this is all about cody testing them to see if he can exert himself as the head of the household over all of these homes and the ones who are loyal will follow him and do what he says and the ones who do not who are like christine who have already disparaged his name within the walls of their homes so now he has no no pull there nobody listens to him He's done with those ones. Well, those who are against the queen will die. (laughs) So you have to be careful. Exactly. Now, Janelle has to go into defense mode. Cody loves his sons. Don't get her wrong. Don't get him wrong. But he just doesn't trust them. He doesn't believe they're being as careful or honest about the exposure, the risk that they're getting themselves into. I don't think he trusts anyone, actually. I think there are very few people in this family that Cody trusts. Mary hasn't seen another living soul eye to eye in five months, and he was still four feet away from her. (laughs) Granted, that was Mary, but... (laughs) He maintains that distance outside of COVID. (laughs) That's a standard distance that's applied now. We don't want to give her any ideas. Too big of a breadcrumb. You got to be careful. (laughs) He got himself in danger when when they shared that tarp last season. So, see, like, they need rules, though, and that's what Gabe's saying here. There are no rules. Cody just says, oh, I can't see anyone. Bye. Okay, I could see how that is extremely frustrating. When you're in a family like this, right, you're split into multiple homes. There already have to be feelings among all of the kids about how Cody treats other family members, right? Or how he splits his time. Right. 
if there's any feeling of inequity there, and then you add this situation on top of it, and then you're not getting clear direction as to what you need to do in order for Cody to come over and spend time with you, that would be annoying. I guess it seems like he's told the moms what's expected, but maybe not. Yeah, because for Gabe in this instance to say there's no rules and it's like, well, there are rules. There's CDC guidelines. So if you're not abiding by that, then yeah, Cody's saying, okay, well, then I can't see you. Well, right. But Janelle said that they follow the CDC guidelines in the local guidelines and the state guidelines, but that there are things that Robin and Cody do above and beyond that. So either that's the disconnect or I don't know if they're skirting around that because then, yeah, if Gabe is hanging out with social circles and he has little social bubbles, which that's there's no state regulations and guidelines for that, but the people that you hang out with, there was a lot of people who were doing that during COVID, during quarantining especially too, where it was your little pods of people where you all were in agreement with what your exposure levels were and you would get together. So then those would be the only people that you would choose to hang out with. So if something did happen, you could say, hey, there's been exposure. So now people in my group know. Right. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to there not being any trust there, right? There's no trust and nobody knows what everybody else is doing. And then even when they're being told what they're doing, they're not believing what they're doing. Which is what we end up seeing (laughs) when Cody goes to talk to Robin. At least in my opinion, that's what we see. Exactly. And I think that's going to lead nice and pave a road to the laminated rules talk that we've seen in the trailer. That's where I think we're going too. I think we're headed there. (laughs) That's where this train's going. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Janelle tells Gabe she spent months trying to make her case to Cody and that at the end of the day, she just decided it's not worth damaging the relationships, plural, meaning her relationship with Cody and Robin, but she doesn't want to say that out loud. And Mary, probably not Mary. (laughs) So Gabe has to ask, would it have been more damage to keep pushing or is it more damaging to just continue to not see everyone, which is what we're in right now? Which, if we all recall, at the beginning of season 15, Janelle's rallying cry was that the family needed to get together more, that they weren't spending enough time together, that not seeing each other was affecting the family culture. That was the rallying call for Biggie Housie, getting everybody under one roof. But now it's kind of a back burner thought. <laughs> not as much of a concern for Janelle. Yeah, we'll survive that. We've intentionally avoided each other. Long before COVID. <laughs> We're old pros at this. We'll, we'll get through this. 
This is nothing. And then Gabe asks, is it Robin or is it dad? So that's the real question. And Janelle thinks it's dad, but there's some doubt. There's some doubt there. She puts her best poker face on first. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's think about it. Uh, I think it's dad. You know, he's a real independent decision maker. And he's been talking to a lot of doctors. So I'd say it's, it's your dad. It's not Robin. But then Gabe has to counter here. Cody is also a well-known freedom lover, and this isn't adding up. I love that he is saying what we have all been thinking, right? Something doesn't really track with Cody being this concerned, this conservative about COVID. When a lot of his past actions would make you think that he would have reacted differently to it. So at this point, Janelle is basically coming out and saying, I think it's good that Gabe is going to choose his girlfriend over his dad. He's at this point in his life where that's probably more important than his relationship with his dad right now. But that's okay. So go with that. Run with that. And plus, that's what Cody's doing. He's picking his girlfriend over you. So, (laughs) Gabe, knock yourself out, man. Send it right back. Speaking of Cody's girlfriend, here we go. He is stopping by Robin's house, which he's acting like he doesn't live at. To pick up some tools that I guess we're missing from the kill kit he keeps in the back of his truck. Because he's got to dig those fire pits tonight. Oh, right. Yes. He must have dropped all this stuff off after his murder tarp date with Mary. Yeah, I like how they have to keep pretending like Cody's pulling up to the house at Robin's. It's like, no, where have you been? No. Although, if we believe what has been shown to us, he was at Janelle's house, he was at Mary's house, now he's at Robin's house all in one day. Do you think it's all in one day? No. Probably not. (laughs) But hey, Robin, while I got you here, while you've heard my car rumble up the driveway here and you've come out to investigate, I'm digging some holes with the boys on the land. We're making bigger pits. So can Saul and Ari come out and play? (laughs) She really does not want to agree to this. Cody promises Scout's honor. He'll help corral them if you let him come. So he's lying. He's lying. Don't believe it. I guess that means that the original plan was that Saul and Ari would not come, which means someone would have to stay home with them. Probably Robin. I think Robin would stay home. Probably not. I think she'd make one of the older girls stay home. I feel like Robin doesn't want to be out here. (laughs) She forgot her big hat. Robin is hesitant to entertain this conversation with Cody. She doesn't want to approve this because she knows what she's signing up for, even at Cody's behest that he will help her with the children. We know the type of parenting that Cody provides. And she needs this help with the children because she doesn't want to look like the bad guy being the only one yelling at them about staying away from each other. And that's the second week in a row that Robin has expressed concern about looking like the bad guy. And tried to steer Cody to do something instead for her so she doesn't look like the bad guy. Yes. Manipulation. That's what that's called. So Cody's picking up on the apprehension here every time this comes up. Because again, nobody in the family trusts each other. That's the moral of this story. And he's got to protect little Saul. Remember he had RSV when he was little? Littler, I guess you could say. (laughs) Very little. Extra little. (laughs) Small soul. And you remember truly, Christine's youngest daughter. She had that kidney thing after she had that touch of flu. Touch of flu, touch of kidney failure. (laughs) Glossed over that pretty quick. And we recapped that in season six, which was significant dehydration due to neglect. (laughs) If anybody here 
is legitimately possibly high risk within the children. It's truly, is it not? I don't know if she's any long-term damage to her kidneys, but that seems a little bit more legitimate than a little RSV infection. We're multiple doctors. I don't know the doctors that Cody's consulting with based on Janelle's diagnosis in the last scene. But a lot of doctors had come out and said RSV is not really like a high risk thing. I mean, yeah, it's a lung thing, but it's that's like for infants. But if the kid's eight years old, I think he's okay now. He got over it. How old is Saul? I'm losing track. Uh, Almost 10. Okay, he's 10. I think he's, well, I don't know if he's 10 now or if he was 10 here. I think you're in the two. clear. Yeah, I think he's good. <laughs> I think you're good on the RSV. <laughs> Cody has a proposal, though. If Robin needs an extra set of hands to help her wrangle the kids, you know, because he really doesn't want to do it. So (laughs) he has a backup here. Mary has been quarantined for months now. An extra set of antibacterial hands. Yeah. (laughs) Mary hasn't seen the light of day in five months. She's under a rock over in that house all alone. Hissing at the sunlight. That's basically what's going on. (laughs) But if you need help. What do you think about Mary touching them? Robin worries about the optics of this now. (laughs) Allowing Mary to touch and interact with my children? She plays this so well, I cannot believe it. Yeah, she plays it cool. She's like, oh, that sounds like an option. Not really, though. I'm not into it, but... Do you really think that now is time to modify the rules? What will people think, the rest of the family... If they see Mary interacting with us, won't they get upset about that? This is where Cody gets a little bit worried and he has to explain to Robin, well, I mean, Mary is going to need to sit by a fire somewhere because we're going to be down a fire. I'm only digging three holes. (laughs) This is what I do not understand. You are not changing the rules. Look, don't rock the boat, okay? (laughs) Don't knock the boat over. (laughs) Because what you told everyone was follow my rules, which have not been clearly defined apparently but essentially equate to quarantining yourself and not interacting with the outside world right mary has done that mary's been doing that and if you did that you were supposed to be able to interact with the rest of the family if everybody would just do that we could all spend time together that would be a shining example of rule following in this instance right so why wouldn't you just let mary do this And then you say to everybody else, well, Mary has done what we have asked. So Mary is getting to interact in the way that you all want to. Isn't that something? Instead, all everybody has learned is that you could do exactly what you're asked to do and still not get the reward at the end, which is exactly what Gabe was talking about earlier. So I don't know how Cody let Robin spin him in that direction in this conversation, because then he's like, yeah. We shouldn't overcomplicate it. We shouldn't change the rules. And it's like, no, you're not changing anything. No. (laughs) And then she complains to Cody. She has to really rub it in here. I am trying so hard to follow your rules, Cody. But, you know, some of the other wives have made other choices. This is where Cody goes on an assumption tirade. He assumes Christine thinks that quarantining is stupid because he's seen that she's been traveling. He hasn't talked to her. He doesn't know what she really feels about it. He's just assuming. Everybody has their choice. Do we stick to Cody's rules or don't we? Do we unite on this as a family or don't we? Did you notice in the episode, anytime Robin mentioned the rules, she made sure to remind Cody they were his rules? Cody's rules. Not my rules. Not the family's rules. It's Cody's rules. 
Then she tries to act like Cody's given up on the family culture and that just shocks her. And she's so upset about that. She's going to cry. She's having a rough go here. But he's trying to get the family together. But that means you got to make more fire pits because that's (laughs) the name of the episode. I think. So Cody and the boys are out on the land. They're digging holes. They're expanding the family area for Hunter's farewell dinner before he goes to Baltimore. Janelle is looking forward to relaxing as a family. (laughs) When have they ever done that? I don't know. And then she immediately starts yelling at the boys about what's expected of them. You got to social distance because I think all of the moms, except for Christine, at one point or another in this episode mentioned they really want this family get together to go well so they can have another opportunity to do something like this again in the future. It would be nice to be able to see the family on a more regular basis. This was just a distraction that took Christine away from planning her escape for an hour. That's all it was. <laughs> a hunter tells the cameras that he thinks it's dumb that they aren't social distancing as a family. Do you think the older kids are having a hard time understanding being separated because they lived in one house together? Yeah, we didn't get to hear Hunter expand on this if he thought that the concept of quarantining was dumb or where that line was drawn. I think what he was stipulating specifically in this episode was that quarantining separately is dumb. And I wish he had taken a couple of minutes to explain to Cody that him going from house to house without (laughs) quarantine in between is basically the same thing as everybody going from house to house willy-nilly with no drawbacks. (laughs) Same level of risk, you big dumb idiot. (laughs) Or maybe the kids just don't realize how little the adults trust one another or trust the kids. They all seem to think that they could do this pod thing. Well, it turns out Christine and Janelle have been, but they didn't let anybody know. Uh, They also weren't following the rules when they were doing that. Sometimes you got to pick. Go to your Janelle. It's an easy one. Yeah, we'd all pick Janelle. Let's be real. Come on. (laughs) Let's be real. Robin is just hoping everyone can respect Cody's wishes today. Again, they're Cody's wishes. We know. We get it. (laughs) We get it. Christine's just getting upset here. We're going to need one more fire pit and a table. Because you got four wives, dum-dum. You only dug three holes. <laughs> Mary's just happy to be here. I love how Christine was getting upset on Mary's behalf, but then Mary's like, oh, I don't even care. <laughs> I wasn't going to make us more anyway. It's like, Mary didn't care, so Christine, why are you getting upset? <laughs> Mary's a few shots at tequila deep by the time she got out on Coyote Pass. She's good. Woo, just look <laughs> at that mountain. <laughs> But Christine has some big news to share. Isabel has some big news to share. We're finally getting surgery on Isabel's back. It is officially scheduled six weeks away. Thank God. The boys are extremely supportive of the fact that she's getting surgery. They're all very excited for her. They're telling her how badass her scar is going to look. And then we find out Isabel already has plans to cover up said scar. Talking about getting a little tattoo because she's going to have about a four inch scar on the side under her arm. So, I mean, yeah, more power to you. If you want to get a tattoo, cover that thing up. If you're going to be more comfortable with it, not something you have to look at every day, but. Your body, do what you want. Yeah, do whatever. Cody doesn't know. Cody doesn't know and he doesn't need to know. So that's the beautiful thing about this. (laughs) What it comes down to those, I don't think I related with anybody more than I did with Truly while Christine was going through this whole huge announcement. This big tirade about Isabel's surgery and Truly's dropping half of her s'more into her lap and trying to recover from that. (laughs) That was what I felt deep in my soul. That always happens to me when I'm eating food in front of a group of people. Yeah, when you got a camera on you, Mm -hmm. you take one bite and half of it's on your shirt. There it goes. 
It's all over the place now. It's over. <laughs> As we know, Cody didn't plan on coming with them, and they confirmed that he cannot come with them because of COVID. Yeah, did you like that? Cody can't come, but he can stand behind everybody with a bunch of hot dogs on the land. <laughs> but this this can't wait. He's just meandering from place to place, family to family. Trying to talk it up on reasons why this surgery is going to be so much better than the typical one with the rods. That was really annoying, wasn't it? That he felt like he had to butt into this and, and give a personal thought on the surgery when he doesn't seem to be involved in any of it. Yeah, and he wasn't really paying full attention to when Christine was explaining it before. No. So he was very general in his recommendations and the talking it up piece. Honestly, the best thing for him is that Isabel and Christine are going to be gone for at least six weeks. (laughs) And Lord knows he needs a break. Right. He cannot spend six weeks away from the rest of the family. Just can't be done. Robin mentioned earlier that she knew Ari and Saul couldn't even take two weeks without him. So there's no way he was going to get away for the surgery. Well, if he's not properly quarantining at home between houses, then why can't he just fly out there for like the not quarantining part? Well, I guess yeah, it's because you're going to be around her after the hospital surgery. wouldn't. Yeah. Well, they're probably not going to let anybody in to the hospital anyway, too, even if he did go. She's probably allowed to bring like very few people, probably just Christine. Or like one person. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it would have probably been a kind of a waste for him to go in that regard. I mean, not really, though. They could have traded off going in. Maybe if the hospital allowed. I don't know. I'm just saying your kid is getting a pretty big surgery that she has waited years for. She's in a lot of pain. And you're going to send your wife, who was also responsible for caring for your other children, who are going to come as well. And you're going to stay behind. See, that's where it's like the least you could do is go and watch the other kids while you're there. Because again, if not everybody's rolling up to the hospital, I don't think that's probably the scenario that was going on. Well, we see how well it goes when Cody is left to watch the children. (laughs) Because cut to truly Saul and Ari playing somewhere on this prairie dog plague infested property, and they are not staying six feet apart. And yet Cody is nowhere in sight. Oh, he's in sight. He's right in eye line of the cameras. He is chopping some wood. He is eating marshmallows straight off the stick, hot out of the fire, which I'm sure is completely COVID safe and quarantine applicable. Everyone is having a good time now, except for Robin. She's trying to get the kids to maintain the six foot distancing rule. Again, maybe the leash would have been helpful here for that. I don't know. What do you think? It's a four or six foot leash. That comes with a a kid's standard leash backpack. I guess it depends on if you go with the monkey or the elephant. (laughs) I don't know. She's shouting rules that make no sense to anyone but Mary. Stay together yet apart. Well, Mary knows what that means. (laughs) She she knows that drill. I think Robin was still shook up from the whole Isabel surgery talk. It's another wife whose child actually has medical needs instead of the shit she's trying to tout on everybody. And also, did you like how she referred to Isabel's scoliosis as scoliosis? <laughs> it was like supercalifragilistic XB scoliosis. <laughs> she can't even say the diagnosis. The diagnosis. <laughs> She's complaining about how she is the only one chasing after the kids, but then we see most of the footage is Mary chasing them. Like she's a whole lot closer to the kids than Robin is. Robin's staying at least 100 feet away. (laughs) 
Yeah, and at first I was getting upset because Robin just kept barking orders at Mary and at Truly, and it was like, you need to tell your own kids to back the fuck up. Most of what we saw was Saul or Ari who were getting too close to Truly. It didn't seem like it was Truly who was really causing much of a problem. And at one point, she yells at Truly to stay away when Truly is the one in the front and the kids are chasing her. So how is she closing the the distancing gap? You got to run faster. (laughs) Run faster, Truly. Back away. Sometimes you got to turn around. You got to bolt. But I just didn't like how it was Robin trying to instruct Truly on how to evade. Look, Ari's only trained to stop when the leash runs out (laughs) and it snaps her back. And she is free range today. She's loose. So you got to have a conversation. You got to prep this kid. She cannot tell her kids anything that's going to upset them. She can't function without that snapback. (laughs) This is when Robin comes back to her picnic table. Cody's over there. And she starts telling him that she's trying as hard as possible to follow the rules. Which I love that that's how she framed it to him. Because that is actually... Robin complaining to him about how she's the only one corralling the kids or telling the kids to social distance, but she's doing it in a way that is acceptable in front of the group. And if anybody's trying here, Mary's trying. (laughs) Oh man, Mary is trying. Well, Mary's the hired help for the day. Right. (laughs) Cody understands the subtext of her saying she's trying as hard as possible to follow the rules. Because then he apologizes to her for checking out and not helping. Oh, yeah. Whoops. I admit. Kind of forgot. I was going to do that. And then I didn't. Things are getting loosey-goosey all over the place now because Janelle is asking Dayton to move away. He's getting too close to Garrison. But in a respectful way because she basically tells Dayton, excuse me, I have to respect your mother. (laughs) And I like how there was no additional context given to that statement. And Dayton knew what that meant. He took a step back. (laughs) I have to respect your mother. I love that she had the balls to say that. (laughs) Because that was like a big fuck you of, I don't really care if you want to get close. But your mother cares. So you're going to need to back up. So this is when Cody steps up in the fatherly role of yelling at Truly from across the field and Saul. And Christine yells right after to Truly as well, which is probably my favorite part of the episode. Truly! Keep your distance. That was it. I think that that probably really pissed Robin off. Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) She heard it one time. Okay, I will. And that was it. I bet you Christine didn't say anything to her the rest of the time there. You're the best. (laughs) Oh, this is where Cody makes a s'more and offers one to Mary, which she accepts and then giggles. This is divine. Yeah. And honestly, Mary saw Robin tell Cody to make it for her. But Robin seems to have no recollection of that. Who's taking the table scraps now? Oh, boy. Seems like Mary. But this is, yeah, if this is the storyline we're going with for Mary, it's just sad at this point. It's it's a sad one. I don't like her fawning over the scraps. Do you think she took sexy pics with the s'more when she got home? Oh, boy. <laughs> a vid or two, a Snapchat. Probably a Marco Polo. You know, she talks about that all the time. Oh, she uses Marco Polo a lot. If you ever watch Friday with Friends, which is Mary's show on Friday nights, (laughs) can you call it a show? It's an Instagram live that she does with her friend, Jen. Most of the content is Marco Polo. 
And by that, literally, it's just them saying Marco Polo. It's kind of like they're playing Marco Polo <laughs> in a way. But they're just trying to tell a story about using the Marco Polo app. Because that's all they do all day is they just send each other Marco Polos. So there you go. That was a preview of Friday with Friends. There was a lot of that. <laughs> so maybe she would make a schmexy s'more Marco Polo for Cody. <laughs> send that to him from an anonymous number. Ah, oh, it's so sticky. <laughs> okay, too far. Ooh, too far. Christine was nervous that getting back together would be really awkward because they haven't seen each other in so long. But it just turned out they really missed one another. Is that what it was? All right, well, if that's the case, then let's go ahead and quarantine for two weeks before Thanksgiving and do some holidays together, too. Yeah, Janelle makes the mistake of bringing up holiday plans and asking what the parameters are around getting together. And she does this in front of the whole group. And that's putting Cody on the spot because, again, he's not making these rules up. Well, he's making these ones up right on the spot. <laughs> no, he's making them up on the fly. He says they could do that or maybe they just have a rule that only the moms can go to town for the two weeks before. Because I guess the moms can't get COVID at the grocery store with all the other people going to the grocery store preparing for the holidays. Right. Limiting risk. And I don't know if it's completely fair to just ask your adult children to sit at home for two weeks just so they can come worship you around the holidays. <laughs> Seems odd. And remember, we do get the friendly reminder, though, of why we're doing all this. We have all these rules so Cody can see everybody. Not so you can all see each other. Right. That is exactly why the kids are mad. <laughs> this is why we're having a problem right now. He really thinks that everybody wants to see him the most of all the other people in this family. No, and that's not what we want. <laughs> that's not what anybody wants. So then Cody gets another bright idea while we're spitballing here. Maybe we could just do this for Thanksgiving. We'll come out on the on Coyote Pass. I'll dig three more holes and we'll shove a turkey in each one. Mary will have to shove her turkey in another hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some things the drumsticks shouldn't do. Cody could be one of those idiots who blows up the turkey on a deep fryer because he didn't let it thaw long enough. <laughs> the only thing you're at risk to burn down here are a couple of trees and maybe a U-Haul. <laughs> so you'll be all right. The world's our oyster if we want to have Thanksgiving here. And everybody has to remind him about these things like weather and snow and cold temperatures that we're not going to want to be exposed to. We get to see Gabe and Garrison on the couch, who, by the way, I don't know... If they were just tired or what, but they looked a little baked. Eh, I wouldn't put it past them, but I mean, <laughs> at the same time, it's Garrison was probably working a lot. He probably picked up another job during COVID. Trying to avoid being home when Cody yeah. gets there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything to be out of the house. <laughs> well, Gabe has the bright idea that holidays should be exceptions to COVID. Again, that's not how pandemics <laughs> work. So scientifically, we're not quite there yet with the thought process. Pandemics don't just shut off around the holidays. Garrison is telling us about how his relationships with his family, meaning Janelle and his siblings, have improved, but at the loss of his relationships with Christine and Robin's kids. And Gabe's just fed up with this whole thing. He wants his family back. Then we cut to some shit, which is Janelle on the couch saying she doesn't think they need to be having a discussion about COVID when she is the one who brought up getting together for the holidays and started the discussion. I don't even know why we're talking about it. This is not the conversation we need to be having out here. And we were having such a good time just enjoying each other's company 
And then some idiot had to go and bring up the holidays and start this whole mess. <laughs> it was you. You started talking about it. <laughs> Cody's getting heated about how he knows people personally who have died of COVID. Then Gabe is yelling back at him about how he knows people who had no symptoms at all, which I think he said to try to downplay the seriousness of what Cody is claiming. When actually that just reinforces why social distancing is important. <laughs> right, right. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, you guys are both right. And if anything, yeah, social distancing needs to be the top priority then because you don't know who will be fine and who will die. You can be asymptomatic and spread it without even knowing it and kill someone. So there you go. You're both right. <laughs> Fantastic. And I'd like to, to how I'm just thankful. Honestly, it's bad to say it, but I'm thankful that Cody knew people who died from COVID because he's just one of those guys where this isn't real unless it's happening to him. That does, that's the vibe he gives off. So the fact that he understands the seriousness because he's, he knows people who have passed away from COVID, thank goodness he has at least some experience in that realm because if he didn't, I think he would be outright denying it. Maybe. He does still live at Robin's house. Yeah, maybe he just wouldn't be taking it as seriously. But I mean... How seriously was he taking it today when he was eating marshmallows right off the spork? Okay, that's where I think it becomes very obvious that these are not Cody's rules, right? Yeah, he was very lax. He was walking behind Christine when she was talking about the Isabel's back surgery and getting close with them, grabbing stuff off the table over there. He was at all the tables. He didn't seem worried at all about keeping an eye on the kids, who he told us are high risk. To see what they were up to. Can we talk about for a second, too, that this is a fucking reality TV show with a production crew who shows <laughs> up at all these houses at any given time? Multiple people on the crew? Granted, they're probably taking tests, I'm assuming, at this point. I mean, what, there weren't rapid tests. Not rapid tests, but they were doing testing because that's what that was always top priority in L.A. was getting everybody back on sets. Maybe they're living in uh, Janelle's quarantine apartment. Maybe. Could have been. <laughs> But I think we did catch a glimpse of a camera person when Dayton was backing up and they didn't have a mask on. It didn't look like they did. The camera was kind like of in front of their face. And I get it. You're outside. It's an open air situation. You are keeping somewhat of a distance as a camera person. But still, these are people that are outside of your family completely who you're having at this family gathering. Yeah, it's also shocking. I guess that is a little surprising because any a lot of other reality shows you watch at this point in time, they're going in there with masks. They're going in there with full face shields on, like other producers on other shows or camera people that have been shown. And they didn't really seem to have like anything going on. Maybe it was just the one person we saw. But again, masks. How come the little kids couldn't have just worn masks? It's all in Ari. Put a mask on them. Truly, get a mask on her. Not that that solves everything. But if you're really, really concerned... Let's do something outdoors. Let's take the kids who are the highest risk or everybody, if we could just freaking agree to do something all together, same rules for everybody, wear masks. Take them off when you're at your picnic table. If you're up and moving around, put it on. They had, All the adults had masks on the other day when they met up with the surveyor and they were outside. That's correct. They did. And they were on the same plot of land that we're walking around on today. <sighs> Things just continue to be more and more confusing here. <laughs> And this is when Cody levels with us, where he's suffering from hurt feelings at his family's lack of understanding to abide by COVID quarantine protocols. And this is where I was like, sir, 
you are not abiding by COVID quarantine <laughs> protocols. So you have no business to be hurt by your family who you are accusing of the same thing that you are guilty of. Did you also enjoy that he said, I am literally suffering when Isabel is literally suffering. And has been for four years. And he told her to get on a plane and go get surgery alone. But we're all supposed to feel bad for Cody. Or just wait another six months until I can go with you. Because he's been marginalized to the point that he's no longer the head of household in some of these homes. Whose fault was that? I like that he seems to think he's the head of Robin's household. But really, that's just because Robin keeps telling him things are his ideas, even when they're not. Yeah, man, you reap what you sow. And the reason why you feel marginalized and that you feel like you're no longer the head of the household is because you are no longer the head of the household. Janelle thinks it's really dangerous that they haven't gotten together. Because when they aren't together, they lose sight of the hole. Like the drainage ditch yes. over there. The editor cuts to the pond, the hole, the drainage ditch on Coyote Pass. And that is how you win an Emmy. Next episode. The wives come to a major decision about the property lots. Christine is leaving to take Isabel to New Jersey for surgery. But Cody's refusal to go leaves Christine angry. Then a member of the family has a big announcement. Ah, yes. Spoiler alert. We finally get to McKelty's baby announcement. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.